Hi, I'm Bryce. And I'm Jimmy. We are telecom and creative professionals. We're also fans of podcasting as our respective careers give us an abundance of windshield time. While there is a podcast for just about any obscure topic you can think of, there was no regular podcast pertaining to Montana politics. That is why with our combined powers, we are Montana Voices Podcast. We strive to be an independent voice for all issues pertaining to Montanans and Montana politics. We also strive to be very forthcoming with our personal biases as we attempt to see beyond them. Montana Voices Podcast does not operate in a vacuum. We need your support. Whether that be listening to our cast, providing us feedback, sending us conversation topics, sharing our content, or providing financial support. We look forward to a long career in podcasting with your added assistance. All right, we're live here. Uh, absolutely. You can hear us on, on uh, our live stream as well at the moment. Uh, live stream quotation marks. I think uh, Twitch is some thirty seconds behind, um, or somewhere around there. So, uh, but welcome. give it a minute. It's got to go to space and back. Yep, uh, probably several times. But welcome to episode twenty of Montana Voices. We'll run through our business here real quick. Indeed, uh, you're probably already watching us right or listening to this currently at our website, which is going to be montanavoicespodcast.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, the easiest way to do so is going to be at our email address, which is montanavoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter page is going to be at montana underscore voices. Our Facebook is at montanavoicespodcast. Our Twitch, which is currently coming at you live, finally, after months of preparation, is twitch.tv slash montanavoices. And then you can catch all of our episodes at YouTube if you search for Montana Voices Podcast. Well, it's great to be here, and we'll get right into the business here. You know, the, our bodies might be uh, cold and weak, but these topics are hot, Bryce. Indeed. Uh, for that record, I got to say, I just got to express my distaste with the current weather situation here with the state. Uh, you say the state as if it's all Great Falls, um, but here in the places that are not Great Falls, the weather is downright tolerable. I think it was high of 40 here in Missoula today. Uh, roads are downright decent. There's not two feet of snow. So things are looking up over here. That sound wow, I'm a little envious for once of uh, Missoula. It's been quite a while since I've wanted to be there instead of Great Falls. So this is quite the change. Yeah, and it's not just uh, us here. Uh, we're sort of insulated in the valley here, but as I went up north, I was almost in Haver in the Big Sandy, home of Montana Senator John Tester, of course. And their weather was uh, a, a little windy, but not that same you know brutal cold and that windy blowing snow that you guys had there yeah it was uh, pretty insane uh, it, i i feel like it should have been done weeks ago at this point yeah well maybe we're off to an early spring but well let's dive right into our news uh first we'll go into some recap and then get on to some of our newer topics here um one of the things we covered and as far as i can tell on this specific issue uh there's only one uh, i guess we'll call it they're an online news outlet. I said I wouldn't mention the Montana Free Press, but, you know, it's just a holdover from a previous episode, Bryce. Uh, we just heard it on the Internet. Some random commenter, probably. But they are the only people reporting on the fact that uh, they're now hiding legal bill notes. And I think I explained the process in a previous episode where, uh, of course, we have a citizen's legislature. So when they want a bill, they request that, you know, some sort of intern or somebody with an actual legal background does it that's an actual employee of the state, they run it up, write it up in all the legalese that they need. Um, but previously, up until, you know, this term, 
um, they would include legal notes on it because these are legalese people. It's paralegals and actual lawyers that are writing these bills that get voted on on the floor. So previously, if there might have been a constitutional or a Montana or, or federal constitution issue with a bill, that would be noted. And granted, understand that it doesn't affect, you know, how you can still vote on the bill and it doesn't affect uh, how that goes through or the process, but it is a note uh, to consider. And, and often if you something's going to be unconstitutional, you wouldn't want to vote and waste your time on that bill anyway. So, but no longer, those will now be hitting, hidden. And uh, the only people reporting that are the Montana Free Press. Ugh. Well, you know, at least someone out there is uh, bringing light on to stuff like this. Uh, yeah, I'm still really conflicted about mentioning them. Well, they they do have a competing podcast, so or not competing. They have a different market entirely. I think um, their, their last podcast they uh, spent a week talking to the Democratic Whip, and it was uh, not one of their better ones. They've had better ones. I enjoyed their one with that butcher guy from Great Falls, and, and a few other ones I do occasionally drop in. They're only weekly, and I guess have less content than us anyway. So we're going for the younger crowd, different market entirely. That it is. Um... You know, case in point here, we're broadcasting live on Twitch right now. I don't think that they even have a Twitch account. Uh, I would I would be surprised if they did. Yeah. So, a n- number of things. Uh, for our recap, uh, firework taxes, uh, that's House Bill 22. Hearing has been canceled. That one's going nowhere. We are not going to f- tax fireworks, which is uh, good, because I thought we were you know pretty clear on that being theft. So... Yeah, even, oh, I don't know, that's a subject for confliction, though, to an extent, you'd think, because uh, is it taxation on being theft in that regard? But it, but it's for America's birthday, so, like, uh, the country you love, it, it becomes a really big uh, don't tread on me, uh, I mean, I don't know. Don't tread on me, but tread on others. I'll support your treading, but as long as it's not on me. Yeah, and we did. I think we might have covered this topic, but the sort of a of spreading risk, because uh, um, obviously people that uh, engage in fireworks are, you know, more likely to cause firework fires. So, you know, and and that aspects it makes sense. But is um, you know the service of, you know, taxing the people that are responsible or they're using the services if that's the way we're going to go. Some libertarians would argue that it is, including John Stossel from Reason, or he had a, a piece on it about, uh, you know, finding people that do extreme sports and injure themselves, basically. Jeez, Stossel, uh, I remember that guy. Wasn't he with uh, Fox News? Uh, yeah, I thought he got fired from ABC or something and then he moved over to Fox. Uh, probably a better home for him. That makes sense for me, that it would he would get fired there. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure of the exact... Uh, Exact things there. So we also discussed uh, Senate Bill 52 regarding rape kits. That is going somewhere. Um, it is in hearings, so something will happen on that this session, hopefully. Um, the bill's about pornography. There's been no action on this. Uh, it didn't even get it to a, uh, a full bill. It was just a draft bill. So pornography in Montana is not a public health concern as of yet. I see. Lee, moving on to... Uh, to wolves, um, of course, from Bob Brown, uh, very concerned with wolves. His bill was tabled. Um, Indian Education Act uh, had a hearing, it has not been voted on yet, and other things that got tabled. Uh, Medial English uh, brewery hours extending to 10 p.m. Something that we were 
I was very passionate about. That is tabled, so going nowhere. And apparently the same thing with Coal Strip. We will, we will not be buying Coal Strip. That one really surprised me. I figured there would be a lot more support behind having people, or I mean having the microbreweries open until 10 I thought so too, but uh, you know the uh, Bud Light uh, lobby is very, uh, <laughs> I guess, very powerful. And and Hauser Bush arm there, well, because a lot of the uh, you know your normal bars that cuts into their business pretty hard, I imagine. But even so, I mean, it's just two hours. You you can't give them two hours. You guys are open till two a.m. Yeah, it was not lifting the forty-eight ounces rule though. So um, it's still, I mean. The bar scene and the brewery scene, I think, are you know different places. So it, it, they're not absolutely. They're pretty exclusive. I wouldn't say exclusive, but one crowd is not often mingled in the other. Yeah, yeah. So we've got new issues here, and something out of Great Falls uh, about Special Olympics. Am I seeing that here? Indeed, the uh, new communications director, which is a position that a lot of people in town really didn't understand why we had to begin with. Um. Because, well, I mean, if you just took a, took a look at the online presence of the town, you could see why they wanted a communications director, because there's a lot of people really angry uh, about Great Falls and a lot of things going on around here right now. So I could see them wanting somebody to kind of stifle the blows. Well, so to be, it to seems be clear, like, none of those people um, were angry about the Special Olympics, I didn't think. There was... No sour news on that, right? No, not on that. They're going to... Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have explained myself a bit more on that. They hired the is it, the former VP of Outreach for Special Olympics of Montana to be the new communications specialist for the city of Great Falls. Ooh. Oh. So not for the Special Olympics. Well, I, I can read things. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, that's her current job. So I don't know if she's going to keep that one. I'm not sure how much you would need. How, how You know, that's a good question. How much hours are needed for this position of Great Falls Communication Director? You know, that's interesting. We discussed this in a previous episode of, of why that's a position when they were looking to fill that position um, and why that just isn't you know, outsourced to a company like uh, that that place by Crooked Tree. I forget their name, but somebody that's actually, this is their job. So communications director, you get to say things and, you know, answer questions and et cetera. You know, I'm not sure exactly what they do other than update the Facebook once a week or something. I imagine it's probably something like that. I suppose would be the face of, of the city of Great Falls for announcements of things. So somebody to stand in front of a microphone and et cetera. Indeed. Heck, why so, can't that that be outsourced? Uh, you can just have one guy travel around the uh, the state. We only need one. We got to be more efficient here. So, yeah, I I don't know. Well, it's 2019 as well, so a lot of that's going to be on the internet anymore. You'd think. Um, I imagine a lot of it's social media management, keeping you know online stories, uh, you know, with the E City Beat at bay and such. Oh, and speaking of them, I guess they are in our next one. Uh, Hauk is, uh, I guess, getting in trouble. She has a formal complaint and uh, about <laughs> that is Hauk from over there. Um, uh, that's actually the electricgf.com that we're seeing that on, looks like. Electric. Uh, it also was featured on ECD Beat, I oh, believe. Oh, man, she really pissed people off, didn't she? Uh, yeah, I believe so. So 
um, by uh, promoting, or she had a post about her women's march, uh, I guess using her, her a social media post, so it was on her city-managed social media, I guess. Oh, <laughs> Everybody at the at the top there with the city department right now is probably pointing at, at that specifically. Like, see this? This is why we need somebody specifically to run this kind of stuff for us. And but, uh, you know, collectively there are a lot of eye rolls, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know what other kind of stuff has she promoted on that her uh, city-run Facebook page. As far as I can see, only that, uh, only for like, the women's march. Uh, oh, like and, there's no. Well, I mean, what other kind of what other marches have we had even in town? Yeah, that's a good question. So it, not much. I'll have to, you know, I'll have to go back and there, take a look at her, uh, <laughs> at, at her page to be on this fully certain there. But I can't imagine that, um, you know, she's blacklisting other groups that are having parades. You know, she, she might. Uh, she also had a hand in the parade, so it... Or the march, so it wasn't just, uh, hey, this is happening, come check this out. It was uh, you know, promoting a, a group that she was a part of. So, um, yep, it's a hand-delivered uh, written complaint, and the uh, the city has had to hire an attorney to investigate this. They, uh, Ooh, expensive. Yep, uh, who is going to represent and advise the ethics committee during a hearing on the subject. So this, um, you know, seems... You know, this is partisan politics, I think, in my opinion. It seems pretty uh, benign, but, you know, I, I understand why we have these rules, and it's uh, unfortunate that we have to waste money on these issues. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I have a feeling they'll probably look back at this kind of stuff and then use that as uh, reasoning for why uh, Tracy is costing the city too much money and why we need somebody different who's going to run things much cheaper for us. And, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I can see why you'd want somebody cheaper if you're going to throw these crazy uh, allegations that are going to result in, like, actually having to hire an attorney. Um, yeah. And, and they're mean, not cheap. Maybe <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like I'm towing the line for Hauk here because I've never even met the lady before. But I think that that just sounds to me like a really stupid thing to get your arms raised up over. This is the kind of cronyism that we're talking about. She used her Facebook page to promote a women's march, women's march that was going to be happening around the entire country that that specific day. Yeah, that is, uh, you know, the, you know, you got to start somewhere. But they also, uh, to take it a level up higher, it's they're actually getting Stapleton for that. He announced his uh, candidacy uh, via his official gov government email, and he is actually getting fined for that. So it's uh, not just see how widespread this problem is, Bryce. I, I guess capital cronyism there. <laughs> uh, but I doubt the same people that are complaining well, no, about how will be complaining just, about Stapleton. He uh, what he what was his deal? Even he just announced his too early, didn't he? Uh, no, he announced it on his uh, government email. Oh, that's it. Oh, so I mean that's that's kind of a lame thing to go down for then because. Was he sending it only to like his email contacts then, or people on his mailing list? You know, I didn't say whom he sent it to. Probably the people on his mailing list, I imagine. So, um, it was a a statewide thing, but it sounds like a a mass email campaign using his official uh, chief 
of staff email account. Uh, well, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, you got to make examples of one person. You got to make an example of everybody else there. You can't let anyone slide. Uh, otherwise, that would be considered favoritism. Yeah, well, uh, it's costing him about $4,000. Ouch. Well, I I think he'll be all right. Yeah, he's he's going to do just fine. Uh, uh, okay, so looking further into this, he sent the announcement from his personal email account to his chief of staff's email account. And he forwarded it to another employee. It sounds like it was forwarded three times. Um, who put the state seal on it um, from her state account and only went to 154 members of media. Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah, that sounds more like, uh, you know, some sort of procedural thing that, you know, failed, and it's costing him $4,000. Oof. That is a lot of cash. Well, well, for, well uh, I mean, for, for something so stupid, I should say it's a lot of cash. Yeah, absolutely. So... And uh, speaking of cash, uh, some economic news, and this one is pulled from the ECD beat. Uh, we didn't want to spend too much time on sort of Great Falls matters, but this does cover, you know, statewide issues about uh, what they call it a mini metropolis, basically a uh, town's uh, a little over fifty thousand town people that are, and how they're doing economically and how the outlook is. And uh, Great Falls did not do well; it got beaten out by Butte. Ooh, well, they got all that mining money. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm only saying that cause like, I really, I have great falls is nothing that I can uh, say to combat it is like, well, this is, we, you know, we, we've got better things too here, but, um, you know, I wish I could have a good outlook here, but Jim, they're closing Shopco. Uh, I know, uh, you know, and Payless shoes. Did you hear about Payless? Well, that's not a great falls thing. That's. You know, everywhere. And I don't know. Um, yeah, that sort of the economy's changing, basically. Uh, I want my shoes to be organic and, and free trade and uh, free range as well. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I see that, though, and I hear a lot about people wanting different businesses to come to the town and I'm wondering who's going to take up those spots in the mall now. Uh, well, eventually it'll be like the Westgate and the oil company will rent it out for, you know, office space or whatever. Whatever's in the Westgate mall over there nowadays. Yeah, I imagine they have a coffee table in there or something. Yeah, something important. So, um, yeah, speaking of uh, business over there, finally went to the Black Bear Diner. It was uh, a bit underwhelming. Oh, yeah? And yeah, overpriced. I uh, had the same feeling when I went. I was expecting a much better experience. Uh, like, you know, mind-blowing almost. I, I really had built it up in my head, I guess, just based off of the Black Bears, uh, you know, the whole woodsy elements to it. And it, when I got in there, it was dinner time, and so I had just gotten turkey, and it was all right. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know, maybe this is only because I'm uh, not here at breakfast time. So I came back at a different time at breakfast time, and... It, you know, it's still about the same. I'll be going so, back to Perkins sooner, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, a better option and definitely uh more 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 bang for your buck. But you know, I was there and you know, maybe in their defense a little bit after close, but sort of not in their defense. I wouldn't have been there after close if uh we had gotten anything in a timely manner. So <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, oh, geez. Yeah, the, that's the other thing I heard too from a lot of the people is that the wait time was pretty insane. I know we were, it's a new business, so a lot of times those places get packed, but it sounds like this one that wasn't necessarily the case. Yeah, we were there during the uh, the big snowfall, so nobody was out. We were one of three tables that were occupied in the place. I see. How long did it take? From uh, well, it took about twenty minutes to even get an order in. Uh, I never got a or got a refill on the water that I had to specifically ask for, and from ordering to food, a little over thirty minutes. Ugh. And so, did you, did you follow through with the entire thing, or did you end up leaving? Well, we went through the entire thing. We were in the restaurant for over an hour, which was way too long, but no fault of our own. Uh, oh, that is unfortunate. So, um, well, back to the economic opportunity here. Um, the uh, there's an East City Beat article about uh, you know Great Falls being light cluster, and I, I am going to agree with it there. Um, maybe not as uh, condemning as uh, the author would point out there, but it's because it does it is nationwide that it's ranking, and although Great Falls is getting beaten by Butte, which is a uh, there's a lot of independent small businesses in Butte, which is uh they're really in a position to take advantage of the guess the way the you know storefronts and economic opportunity is going so we don't crap on butte too much no uh that's one thing that they definitely have done right over great falls is keep those local businesses alive great falls you still see all the time um these local shops just not be around period um I really hope Perez uh, Food Basket can keep it open still for a couple more years. Or they must be getting close to retirement themselves. I'm not sure if the the kids were going to take it over. I know I think one of the daughters works with them, or you know what their plans is after they decide to you know enjoy that sweet social security money. I believe so. Um, yeah, I should go down there this weekend. Well, you're going to have to ask the questions. So. Uh, we need boots on the ground here, Bryce. Yeah, you know, maybe we should use a little investigative reporting there. Yeah. Ooh, getting into uh, reporting. But, you know, things aren't terrible in Great Falls. It's just stagnant. But I think it's that way by design. That's exactly how the city commissioner wants it, or the commission as a whole wants it. Uh, uh, and there is some some defense for slow, sustained growth, which uh, Great Falls does sort of have, just very slow. Yeah, well, that's uh, Commissioner Hauk there, right? Yes, Hauk. Hauk and uh, the others and the entire commission at large. So they're, you know, I think uh, for a long time they've they've wanted that. There's you know some resistance to new businesses. Like, look what happened when that, uh, was that the food farm? And then uh, there was Madison the food slaughterhouse. Park. Food park and slaughterhouse. and Yeah, that's, it, it is a slaughterhouse. I don't know why they call it a food park. That's a weird name. But the more I look into that, I'm, like I, I understand the need for jobs and stuff, but it doesn't seem like the best type of industry necessarily to bring directly to our doorstep. You know, it's perfectly canon for Great Falls, though, because, um, you know, it was one of the big driving forces behind Great Falls was the the smelter over there, which is, you know, you know good paying jobs, but uh, certainly not uh, educated jobs. So we'd be attracting a lot of those folks and. You know, it's you know perfectly in line for Great Falls. Yeah, but I guess that's not happening at this point, as I understand. No, because there's still quite a few people in town that are flipping out about it, uh, rightfully so. Uh, if you look into a lot of the risks that are involved with uh, food parks of this size and 
capacity. It's a lot of good because, yeah, you know, your jobs, jo you know, you, you can scream jobs at the top of your lungs until you blew in the face there, but uh, that isn't going to make the water clean necessarily or the air clean. Uh, well, have you seen the Missouri? I mean, there might as well be a food park on it. So it's <laughs> pretty dirty and muddy and an occasional dead cow flows downstream. Yeah, it's, uh, oof. Suppose the uh, pristine Yellowstone or anything else, but so, <laughs> well, you know, it it just it doesn't come quite up to the uh, Berkeley Pitt standards there, but I yeah, not <laughs> not quite. We'll still pass up on swimming usually. Uh, I've been in that uh, more than I should have, but uh, you know, I guess uh, there isn't any economic education coming either. Uh, University of Great Falls or. No, I'm against renaming things. So they were the College of Great Falls, but then they wanted to be called the University of Great Falls because it was more official, I guess. And they changed it Providence University or whatever they're going by nowadays. Um, they're shuttering a lot of their programs. Yeah, um, quite a lot. I, I forget what the number is, but it was a significant amount. And I didn't even think about that with the name chains like right before this, but... Uh, you'd think that that would have fixed all of those issues altogether. <laughs> yep, name changes always do. Always do. They're even cutting theology, which is uh, Oof. interesting. Uh, now, for... see, now, this really is like a college like that, as opposed to, um, you know, the Great Falls College MSU there, which is, you know, essentially straight out of tech school there, vocational stuff. Whereas um, Providence is... More a place you you go to. Uh, people might get pissed at me for this, but it's a place you go to waste your money. You know, if you no, want a degree, uh, if you want a degree that's not going to have like a, a need for that in the world or something you're going to be able to pay back easily, those are the kind of places you can go for. You know, well, maybe you should issue a uh, correction there. Not a place to waste your money, but your parents' money. Ah, uh, indeed. Well, yeah. <laughs> and potentially how they're if you can get them to co-sign on your loan <laughs> yep exactly and it sort of feels uh but uh at least when i was considering going there that um it's just a place that you you know send your troubled kids almost you know you're gonna go to montana we're gonna get you away from the bad crowd and you're gonna do better you know it's weird too i've been over to the providence college and there are like quite a few kids there that are from out of state and it seems like such a weird place to uh you know set up shop in from outside of the state you know where where can you you know having that conversation with all of your pals right after you're out of high school of well you know where where are you going to go to college you know well phil is gonna he got into harvard there did you hear about that well that's neat what about you i'm i'm going to great falls well, we're just great like from the american pie movie no no montana <laughs> and then oh what? And then, yeah, that, uh, and, uh, and then they start Wikipedia in Great Falls, and then they find out about Bar Jonah same day. Oh, same. Is he on the official? Uh, oh, geez. I guess now we're going to have to look that up here. So, yeah, uh, quite a few. Education, uh, special ed, elementary, secondary, all going. Health and physical ed going. Um, you know, I'm not even sure. Maybe they should have listed what programs they're going to have left. Yeah, you know, but, if the list is going to be smaller, it would have saved paper and effectively saving 
them more money, which sounds like they are in need of doing right now. Yeah, and apparently, um, you know, the business model of getting students from uh, people to get lost on the way to Target is uh, not sustainable. Who could have known? <laughs> yeah, jeez, uh, it's basically all it is, too. There is just a uh, shortcut in order to get through that parking lot a little faster. But it's uh, not all bad news. Things are looking up. Uh, hemp processing is uh, coming to Sun River and uh, some other smaller sites around the state as well. Specifically, uh, but it looks like the Sun River is going to be a major industrial one if they get the special permit. Um, oh, excuse me. It passed uh, for Sun River. So oh, hemp is going to be happening in your neighborhood soon. Perfect. Well, uh, be sure to... Uh, I guess light up is not the term because you can't smoke the stuff, but... Um, uh, is that the difference? You can't smoke hemp? What what can you do with hemp, though, I get? Uh, you can make rope. Oh, well, uh, be sure to string, string yourself up some there, huh? Well, I don't know. It has a lot of other uses that I'm not familiar with. We've got plastics for all those things. But uh, they there is a hearing on it. There's another bill that's going through the legislature, and we'll, we'll update you as we get more info on it about limiting the THC content of hemp. Um, as, as you know, they're closely related. Indeed. It'll uh, be interesting to see what's going forward with that. I believe there's also a study going across right now just for straight-up legalization of marijuana, right? Uh, a study? Um, as far as I know, there's no legislative action on that as of right now. So, Some But that would be interesting because um, that's something that'd probably make a... Uh, Almost, I think called a referendum on basically the the uh, legislature votes on it and then they uh, let the you know public vote on it after the fact. Yeah, yeah, and it might be something to that effect. I believe uh, they were getting people to check into it though, uh, scientists and the likes. So maybe they'll have some people check into the financial section as well and see how much money's being made in Colorado compared to Montana. And then from there decide that they've been making wrong decisions potentially. You know, maybe, and you know, there is uh, some other concerns with that as well. Some people say that, uh, you know, with all this money they're getting, there's uh, other problems that come with it, but also to be studied. What kind of problems? I wonder problems I'm willing to have potentially there, you know, if, I guess it all is, it's a matter of what we can get involved with there, but I don't think it would be that bad. So I will have to congratulate uh, another issue, uh, the Gazette on doing actual reporting on things, um, which is, uh, you know, new for them. Uh, I guess the Gazette and Q2, um, there was an issue a while back of, uh, I guess, was three different police officers that uh, were having relations with... Um, you know, some sort of intern, somebody who handled the evidence, and of course know her name because she was fired. So um, they refused to release the names of the officers involved in that. And <laughs> of course, now why would we? Uh... <laughs> wow, that, that... yeah, yeah. Well, why would we want to know that ever? But um, you know, that is of course a uh, public record which should be released. And then later, um, you know they. You know, the public, including Zet and Q2, demanded those names because, um, you know, that's what journalists should do. And the department basically uh, stonewalled them, said they had some sort of injunction that they're, you know, working through and delayed that even further. And they actually had to be sued to get those names out of them. So that was, uh, and now the Billings 
has to pay back their court costs for, for that information. So, man, Billings gonna, classing it up again. Oh, it's going to have some bitter people there if they ever have to respond to any uh, homeless disputes outside of the Q2 building in downtown Billings. Yeah, that's right. Don't uh, bite those hands. <laughs> I would hope they're more professional than that. Uh, but uh, as we discussed in the previous cast, uh, they are cutting the shrubs to help with the homeless down there. So I guess that's no longer going to be an issue. Uh, I, I want to see how this does. Well, we'll have to follow up on that and see if they actually did cut the shrubs. So yeah, the story gets a, a bit more involved because the... Uh, the woman here was apparently, um, she was fired for stealing uh, narcotics from the evidence lockers. So an addict herself. And, you know, I read through the article and it doesn't specifically lay this out, but it sounds like that uh, she was you know, basically having sex with at least these three officers that we know of um, to sort of hide her malfeasance and of thieving Oxycontin, basically. So, you know, great. Yeah. Uh, I feel yep. like this would be did they did the city of Billings retain the rights to this story because I this seems like something that could be sold off to um it's uh, like lifetime, you know. It, a lifetime story or is that an HBO story? Uh or this sounds like more of an HBO story. <laughs> I don't know, maybe a Showtime. It, it a little not as classy necessarily. Yeah, you a good point there so you know maybe they should retain the rights to that that would, that would be interesting they could recoup some of their costs uh that they're gonna have to pay to the uh q2 and the gazette down there wow uh, speaking of that let me look it up here real quick jim um this isn't directly related but i just thought of it off the top of my head there was a trailer out the other day for a new movie coming out on netflix that features a woman who moves to Butte, Montana. Yep, I have seen that. A uh, yeah, Butte, uh, which you know, first joke in the thing. You're moving to Butt. Exactly. Oh, they threw that joke in right away. And, yeah, you got to. Uh, and get the whole that. state collectively rolled their eyes. Yeah, considered watching an episode of that because uh, that you know could be interesting. You can't. She's going to travel around, from what I gathered on the trailer. So starting in Butte and. You know, maybe there's some other Montana towns featured. Is it a but, show or is it a movie? I thought it was a movie. Uh, I thought it was episodic, but yeah, I could be wrong. So, well, either way, um, you know, right on Netflix for putting the best state in the union in in your uh, show. I'm not sure if they actually filmed on location. Chances are they don't. They usually go to those places that have the uh, tax breaks for them and all that but uh the, i'm sure butte will give them a tax break my goodness um you know and you can't replicate butte i mean everything's a historic district down there i mean and you can't replicate it just the amount of lead that you'd have for the paint is uh the costs are through the roof oh yeah no and then on top of that all the epa uh you know tape you gotta rip through nowadays you can't get anything outside of that true berkeley pit maybe cgi is this why they never tear anything down in Butte? Um, just because of the environmental <laughs> they're, they're, hazards? They're holding out uh, you know, historical value, and then on top of that, if anyone wants to do a period piece about uh, our mining history in Butte, well, boy, we are ready for it. I tell you what, we haven't changed one thing since the 1800s here. 
But it is because you know all of Butte Uptown is a you know what they consider a historic district, with the uh, exception of the new Northwestern Energy Building there. So it's all historic. So you can't just go and tear it down or you know make renovations to it without uh, consulting your local Butte government in this yeah. case. Um, but I wonder if you want to tear down some of those buildings, uh, not suggesting that you do, if you actually have to conduct an EPA study because of the uh, lead and other asbestos and pollution that's in there. I imagine so, which is probably why Northwestern Energy is the only one who was able to actually get a new building built in that area. Well, there's a, lo- there's you know, a lot of like, you know, the big box store economic opportunity and new housing that's going on on the other side of Butte, I guess that's the... As you drive, leave Butte on the interstate towards Billings, so a lot of new things there on which would be not uptown and not downtown, but definitely the suburbs almost. Hmm. Ah, so, so see, Butte is a hopping place. Just it, it, uh, it really is. I've grown to like the town a lot more than I used to. I haven't, and from what I'm seeing, uh, I can actually afford a uh, business rental in uptown Butte. The rates are downright affordable. Rent an entire corner building for some 500 bucks a month. Well, that is not bad. Just, uh, you bring your own water. <laughs> yeah, you just get, no, does boiling, does that get out arsenic? I don't think so. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I really want, uh, now I'm curious about the water studies in Butte. I know that when I go there, I usually don't drink it. Well, I, you know, you get the bottled water in the hotel. You don't, you don't want to take chances there. But I guess there's... An, uh, last I knew there was elevated lead in the air, I heard. so. Um, in the air. <laughs> in the air. Oh, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> uh, no, uh, a lot of uh, big concerns in Butte. So, anyway, we got off traffic here. I had a note here that we were going to talk about consent with that Billings and uh, the cop sex story. I see. Yeah. Um, or are we too not wait, edgy there, enough for that? There was a, okay. So this is I, I wasn't aware of this either. It's like a, a rape was involved with one of those three incidents. Or? No, there was no um, no, and nobody has said that. But I'm saying it could have because of a big power imbalance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Depending on if she was caught red-handed and then that person then used their uh, position of power to, uh, you know, sway influence over them very well, potentially. Yep. Um, with it happening on... with On the grounds, uh, um, sounds in like the evidence be, locker, um, it that definitely could have been a case. Yeah, if it was in the evidence locker where she was, like, stealing the evidence from, yeah, I could see that, but... Uh, three different people doing it as well. That's weird. Like I said, this man, this is going to be quite the, uh, it's peak billings. TV. If you ask me, yeah, it's, absolutely. Uh, billings beat. Have they put out a story on this? Are they kinda... <laughs> the billings beat has not. The last, uh, update they had is that, uh, I guess, uh, Amazon is not moving to billings because, um, you know, Bezos could not get a good rate from the pony express. <laughs> Ah, geez. Well, you know, that's something I was wondering there when I found out that he was backing out of uh, New York is if Billings is going to be the next stop on the train. Which is, uh, 
I guess they require a population of one million to support uh, all the folks they need. So, so the state and, itself could potentially be there. Yes, the entire state. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's a good idea, and I don't think that uh, it's uh, what we want. No, uh, I don't know. Aren't they all very low-paying jobs? Close to minimum wage? Or? I tell you what, if there's one article I have not seen very often on the internet altogether, it's how much fun and how awesome it is to work at an Amazon warehouse or Amazon company at all. Oh, and really the people that work there are just a stopgap till everything can be automated, so... Pretty much. It's like, I mean, when you think about it, when you get to a company that size, there's... I mean, even past, like, you know, your your normal warehouse workers, when you're talking about the people in the desk jobs and stuff, the, you know, the IT staff, because they have nothing but servers and, you know, their whole cloud infrastructure and all that. But once they do have a portion that's automated, uh, you know, that's just a full-on cut the limb. We don't need this leg anymore. We've got a robotic one now, you know? Much more efficient. Definitely non-unionized. So... Yeah, I'm not sure we want that, and and apparently, you know, these places that are you know, building these Amazon warehouses have to jump through quite a few hoops to attract them. So, I'm against corporate welfare. Yeah, I do not think it's worth it, so. I'm glad that uh, no one within the state pleaded with Amazon to try and get them to come here. You saw that from a couple other places, and it was a little pathetic to see. Including one town that said they renamed themselves to Amazon? Exactly. Stuff like that is just not needed at all. Don't need that level of pandering. So, well, that's, uh, well, I guess we'll uh, cut things over and shut this down with our local shout-out. I'm going to do the Mudman Burgers, and they're in the Kalispell region. Ooh. Of course, oh, yeah, uh, Kalispell. that's right. You Whiteford. had gone up there uh, not too long ago. So, Mudman Burgers. Glad to hear that it's so good. Good. They're on par, maybe better, than uh, Roadhouse. Not Burger Dive, but Roadhouse for sure. Ah. Um, you know, making a bold uh, stance there. And apparently, and it's an odd business structure. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, according to the website, I walk in and there's these uh, bunch of the blackest people I've ever seen. And I was like, well, this is strange. And, like, asked me about Kenya and their literal refugees. So this business... Uh, is not operated like a business. They, uh, I guess, do humanitarians and missions work uh, in third world countries and bring some of those people back uh, to give them jobs in Kalispell, Montana. Well, that's really nice. It's got to be a big change of scenery. So, well, Good. You know, you see a lot of that with the uh, restaurants, specifically with the Chinese restaurants I've noticed from outside. Anytime I go to the... Um, normal small towns they always seem to have a really good chinese restaurant do they because uh we have... well it's i shouldn't say of... always but always. Uh, you know fair amount a lot of them do uh i think the last time i tried it I had an unpleasant experience in the mile city downtown chinese restaurant it was uh disappointing to say the least but maybe things are improved for these small chinese restaurants yeah, when I'm in Miles City, I usually get Mexican. Oh, do they have a good Mexican place? They do. They have, um, gosh, what's it called? The I don't want to say La Quinta because that's La Quinta Inn, but um, it's something on that spectrum. I'm 
Uh, well, something. <laughs> Viva La Mexico or something like that. Mile City. Well, if you're ever in the Cal Spell, they have one in Whitefish and I think in Evergreen as well. Looks like they're expanding. Not only can you get uh, the definitely the best burger in the region and uh, possibly the best one on this side of the state, um, but also your uh, dollar votes are supporting worthwhile causes. It's pretty awesome. I'm glad they're bringing in people like that. That's really cool to hear. So. Yep, and with that, uh, that concludes our episode 20 of Montana Voices. We'll run through our business here then. Thanks again. If you tuned in at all for this Twitch stream today, I really appreciate it. It was really impromptu here with this, but um, we're working out the kinks. We'll probably try it again here in a couple of weeks, but uh, regardless, you're probably checking us out right now on our website, which is going to be montanavoicespodcast.com. If you'd like to reach out to us at all, the best way to do that is going to be through our email address, which is going to be montanavoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is going to be at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook account is at Montana Voices Podcast. Twitch is going to be twitch.tv slash Montana Voices. And you can find every episode of ours on our YouTube account at Montana Voices Podcast. <laughs>